We all want to feel like we belong, but sometimes it's challenging to find connection in our living spaces, neighborhoods, communities, and relationships. On Home Where You Belong, we're here to change that. Hear stories of people from different backgrounds and from different places and how they've been able to feel more at home to help give you a renewed sense of connection, belonging, and optimism. Welcome to Home Where You Belong with your host, Chip Alford. It's hard to believe a year has passed since I launched the Home Where You Belong podcast. I've learned so much, everything from how to love where you live to the benefits of decluttering and organizing your house. Several guests provided practical tips on topics like successful home buying, renovation and remodeling, and home security. Educators discussed how to create a home that fosters learning and design a living space that stimulates ideas and sparks innovation. I had the privilege of talking to an award-winning architect who helps people build their dream homes and enterprising individuals who discovered home in a treehouse, a tiny house, and a recreational vehicle. I even learned how to make a garage more than a parking spot. For me, though, some of the most interesting conversations have been with guests who shared personal stories, like Holly Brock, who rediscovered the true meaning of home by completing a 500-mile spiritual pilgrimage and Lizbeth Meredith, who found her own voice during a two-year ordeal to recover her kidnapped daughters. I also learned how the past continues to impact our current feelings about home. During the trip last year to the United Kingdom to explore my family roots, I was amazed to discover several of my grandfathers were members of Parliament. One was involved in a plot to overthrow the rightful heir to the English throne, and another was knighted by a king. However, that latter relative's support for the king put him on the losing side of an English civil war and resulted in my family's eventual move to America. From best-selling author Chad Peavy, who became my personal coach, I learned how breaking and untangling inherited mindsets that no longer serve us can help us experience a true sense of belonging in our home, community, and relationships. I'm just getting started. There are so many stories left to tell and so much yet to learn about how to create a home where you belong. In the coming year, I'll continue to interview guests with interesting stories, ideas, and recommendations, but I also plan to begin mixing in some stories of my own, and I do have some interesting tales to tell. Like the time our home burned to the ground during my junior year of high school, the two years I spent living in China, and the book I found in a Birmingham shopping mall a book that helped me begin the long process of accepting myself as a gay man and connecting with the community that truly made me feel at home. Speaking of feeling at home, you may have noticed that I end every episode by asking guests the same question. What makes you feel most at home? So what better way to end this anniversary episode than with a montage of their answers? Here they are, and thanks again for listening. The first response to that question is laughter. And we have a little sticker on our refrigerator that says laughter is the shortest distance between two people. When we are really joyful, all of our defenses are down and it doesn't matter where we are. For me, it is family. Moving around as much as we did, it was like an average of two years, but 
I always had my family with me, no matter where we were going or what we we're doing. I had the family that I knew would always be there for me, no matter where I lived. It's just these little moments of happiness, you know, like going on a hike at the pond um, near my house or sitting on the porch and uh, of my home and reading a book or going to a town festival hmm. or the library. Yeah, I think I think that for me, being at home would mean living each day in integrity that I have not put on a mask that required that I surround myself with people or things that were only there to reinforce what that mask represented. And I can show up in my life and just be me. And the things and the people in my life reflect that. And if I can experience that, then I'm at home. I think it's in, in kind of injecting personal memory into the space. And we talked about memorabilia. So images of family of, you know, wonderful moments in one's life, uh, things one's accomplished, what have you, the books that one reads. Putting, putting your personality into your space, I think, is the one of the best ways simply of making it feel like it's your own, like it's your personality. And, of course, taking a lot of care, being an architect that I am, <laughs> and shaping the space in, in the sense of this is how I would love the world to be, a beautiful, comfortable place for people to live in. For me, I think happiness um, makes me feel at home. And and. Things are not always happy at home. I understand life happens. I, I think personally the safety is the foundation of happiness. So if your family and you feel safe in your home, in your space, you're gonna have you're gonna be so much more happy. That's gonna be the bedrock for what you build everything else on. The most important thing to me in home is I always wanted to create a home that felt like a refuge for the people living in that home. A, and you think of a refuge as a, a safe space away from all that's going on in the outside world. But the truth is, is that you also want it to feel like a safe space for the people who are sharing the space. And so when we can learn to respond to conflict in ways that create connection rather than disconnection, for me, that's the most powerful way um, to create the home that I want. It's interesting because I think home constantly changes based on what's going on in your life. And right. for me, I would say the thing that now really makes me feel at home is uh, is my daughter. You know, I'm, I'm a new dad. The minute you have a kid, you want to be there. Like she's not here right now. I'm busy throughout the day but I have a, I have a little photo next to my desk with her on it. So I get to stare at that. And it's a big photo of her smiling. I feel most at home when there is a mix of calm and chaos. 
there's a nice buzz in the house. People are moving, people are talking, and I get to watch it and kind of take it all in that this is a comfortable, safe place where everyone gets to be themselves. That's my, that's my, and, and it's probably because I was raised with all those people, right? This like there's always people coming and go. For me, it's having pictures of friends and family around me. That's kind of most important. That reminds me of good times. Having comfortable places to sit. That makes me feel at home. Having good, healthy food in the fridge. And um, my little fur baby, Luna. (laughs) Having her next to me. We want to help you continue experiencing that feeling of being at home wherever you are. So please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website at homewhereyoubelong.com. Want to join in on discussions, ask questions, or share feedback and ideas? Join our Facebook group, visit us on Instagram, or send an email to chip at homewhereyoubelong.com. We'll see you next time. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.